Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode number 29, and we pray our way through four different topics. Worship, Psalm 22, verses 1 through 10, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. So in our opening worship prayer this whole week, we've been focusing on God as our helper. And we'll have two verses for that, 2 Chronicles 14.11 and Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 is more familiar. This 2 Chronicles verse is not familiar, and this is Asa. This is how it reads. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, Lord, there is no one besides you to help the mighty and those without strength. Help us, Lord our God, for we depend on you, and in your name we have come against this large army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let a mere mortal hinder you. Asa did not always call out to God for help, but in this case, he did. The Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. So let's worship today and honor God for being our helper. Lord, there is no one beside you to help the mighty and to help those without strength. Help us, Lord our God, for we depend on you. And in your name, we come against everything that is against you here on earth. You are our God. Do not let anything hinder you in our lives. Lord, we honor you today as our helper. We cry out to you because you are the one that has the power and the will and the desire to help us. It's so amazing that as an all-powerful God that you are, that you want to help us, that you call yourself our helper. You say in the Isaiah verse, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am your God. You tell us that you will strengthen us, help us, and hold on to us with your righteous right hand. Lord, I ask you to do that, and I honor you today as our helper. Continue to help me as I go through this broadcast. I feel like there's going to be throat issues today, and I just ask that you would help me to not have problems with that as we go through this broadcast. Guide my mind, guide my thoughts, guide my words, and guide our prayers so that what we say and what we think and what we feel is honoring to you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Psalm 22, and we'll be in verses 1 through 10. It's a new psalm for us today. And in our post-resurrection time period, we read this psalm as pointing to the death of Christ. In the Old Testament times, it was sung as a lament, and it is a prayer, and is written by David. It's all about feeling abandoned by God in the midst of an attack by enemies. And you will recognize this very first line as that which Jesus quoted when he was saying his very last words on the cross. The title of the psalm is From Suffering to Praise for the Choir Director, According to the Deer of the Dawn, a Psalm of David. And here's how it goes. I'm going to read some, pray some, read some, pray some. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and from my words of groaning? My God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. By night, yet I have no rest. But you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, they trusted, and you rescued them. They cried to you, and they were set free. They trusted in you, and were not disgraced. Lord, there are times when we feel your silence, when we feel abandoned. And I'm sure that as Jesus hung on that cross, 
he was feeling this, obviously, or he wouldn't have quoted this first line. But the one thing that they used to do is that they would speak a line of a psalm to invoke kind of the feeling of the whole psalm. And it's beautiful to me that while he was lying there and feeling completely abandoned, He was also thinking of these words that our ancestors trusted in you. They trusted and you rescued. They cried and they were set free. They trusted in you and they were not disgraced. And we can have the exact same trust. No matter how many times we cry and you don't answer and we don't have rest at night, we can be assured that you are holy and enthroned on our praises. You will rescue us. You will set us free and you will not allow us to be disgraced if we trust in you, if we cry out to you. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by people. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads. He relies on the Lord. Let him save him. Let the Lord rescue him since he takes pleasure in him. Father Jesus was scorned. There are times that we will be also scorned in this lifetime. If our trust is in you, if we rely on you. And I ask you to help us continue in that trust, not mattering what people say, not paying attention, not letting that get inside of us and knowing that you are on our side. It was you who brought me out of the womb, making me secure at my mother's breast. I was given over to you at birth. You have been my God from my mother's womb. Lord, you created us. You, in the, in the words of another psalm, you knit us together in our mother's womb. You knew of our birth. You know every detail of our lives, and I want to rest in that trust and in your knowing today. We are your people. We are your children, and we can trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, as we are praying about ourselves, we are focusing on our tendency toward self-centeredness, toward self-absorption. We have two verses, 2 Corinthians 10.12 and Mark 12.31. The 2 Corinthians verse says, Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Lord, it's easy in our culture to fall into the trap of comparing ourselves with one another. And you say that when we do that, we're without understanding. And I pray that as we tend to focus on ourselves, and then we look at others, and then we compare with how we are looking against their lives and how what they say and what we feel and how we think our lives compare. I ask you to remind us not to do that. Anytime we lean toward that comparison, I pray that you would speak in our hearts and that we would listen, that we would remember that we are not to compare, that that would lead us to a place of being without understanding, that instead we would listen to your wisdom and remind ourselves who you say we are and let that be enough. In Jesus' name, amen. And Mark 12, 31 says, The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. Obviously, this was the place where Jesus was asked what the greatest commandments were. And he said, you shall love your God. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let's pray about that. Father, we're talking about self-centeredness, self-absorption. And we tend to be full of ourselves. And yet you tell us to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. Love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves and love our neighbor in the same way that we love ourselves. And I pray that no matter if we're talking about our neighbor or if we're talking about ourselves, that we would have a right understanding of care and love, that our mind and our hearts would do a good job of that love, 
that it would be settled in the person and work of Christ, that we would love ourselves with the eyes and the heart that is, I want to say blinded, but that's that's not what I was really thinking of, but that's the word that keeps coming to mind, blinded to our own human tendencies towards self-absorption and focused on Jesus that we would love others with eyes focused on Jesus, that we would love ourselves with eyes focused on Jesus. Amen. In the last portion of our broadcast, we pray for our culture. And we've been praying all week about COVID-19. This is how the broadcast started months and months, four or five months ago. And that's what we're back to today, because no matter what stance we take about this virus, it is affecting our decision-making at all levels of our community. It's affecting our government's decisions, our community's decisions, our own family decisions, our school's decisions. All the people in the country are being affected by this and making decisions based on this. And so we're praying about that this week. We are in Isaiah 58.11 and Psalm 143.10 today. We're going to be praying for primarily teachers and administrators and kids and students, but we are also probably going to drift off into other <laughs> topics as I do that. So the Isaiah 58, 11 says this, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give you strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Father, I ask you to be this for your people who are in the school system who are administrators making decisions, who are teachers trying to deal with the new things coming down the pike and look forward to a year with their new students. Pray for the students that they would be guided in the steps that they need to take and the families as they're making decisions for whether their kids are going back full time or whatever options they have in their individual school systems. I pray that you would continually guide us as the year goes on, as we're preparing for the year to start, as the year does start, and as things change in the course of the next, what is it, nine months of a school year, 10 months since we're not quite there yet. Things will change in that time, and I pray that you will continually guide us, that you will satisfy our desire in scorched places, give strength to our bones, and be like a watered garden where spring never stops. Father, you satisfy us, you give strength to us, and you replenish our reserves. I ask you for that for all of the students, families, parents, administrators, aides, everyone associated with the school system, and that you would continually guide us. Psalm 143.10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Father, I ask for that for all of us. As we proceed through this next 10 months of a school year, as we proceed through the next few months of this spike that we're in the midst of, as we proceed through whether reporting is right or wrong or however we look at this, I pray that you would teach me to do your will. For you are my God. Let your spirit lead me on level ground as we are making decisions as parents, as teachers, as administrators. And as a community, I pray that you would lead us on level ground. Lead us to the place where you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining with me in prayer today. I do this every weekday, so I'll be back again tomorrow and would love it if you would join me again tomorrow. If you're watching the broadcast and you found this helpful and good for your heart, I would love it if you would share it with someone else who would appreciate it and would enjoy sharing the prayer time with us. If you are listening to the podcast, it would significantly help us reach more people and have more join in prayer if you subscribe and rate and review that podcast. 
My heart is, as we pray together each day, that our prayer life would grow, would become more mature, that God would use this time to direct your heart in your circumstances as he directs my heart in my circumstances. And I pray that he will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words that we pray. Amen. Amen.